How well can you predict the NFL's week one starting quarterbacks for each team before the Super Bowl of the previous year? We're going to answer that question today. A special guest on Matthew Burwald. We did this similar thing last year. We're coming back for another year of guessing every week one NFL starting quarterback. So we'll get into that in just a second. Before we do, I just want to give a quick shout out to everyone watching this. If you're watching on YouTube, click the like button and the subscribe button down below if you like the content. If you're watching on, or if you're listening on a podcast platform, rate us five stars. If you're interested in more of our content, there's links in the description to all the platforms, including Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, uh, wherever else we are, LinkedIn, uh, our merchandise, our website, the newsletter, all in the description or in the show notes if you're listening on an audio platform. Without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Matthew. All right, everyone, we have our second annual edition of Guessing the Week 1 NFL Starting Quarterbacks with our special guest, Matthew Burwald. Say hi to the people, Matthew. Hello, people. It's nice to have you back on. Last year's was pretty successful in terms of viewership and also in terms of guessing the quarterbacks. So this is the this is the third year we're, we're guessing them, but second on the podcast platform. So the first year was 2021. Uh, Matthew did significantly better than I did. He got 28 out of 32. I got 23 correct out of 32. Um, and then last year, we both got 24 out of 32, dead even. And we got all of them the same ones wrong. A lot of them were last minute swaps. We did it early enough to where we didn't know Matt Ryan had been traded to the Colts. We didn't know Deshaun Watson had been traded to the Browns. Uh, we didn't know Mitch Trubisky signed with the Steelers. We didn't know Jimmy G was coming back to back up um, uh, Trey Lance. We didn't know Tom Brady was going to unretire. So that led to a lot of the errors. Um, I'm just going to go through to see just for curiosity's sake, which ones we had wrong. Um, so for the Browns, we both had Baker Mayfield, of course, ended up being Jacoby Brissett starting week one for the Steelers. We had Mason Rudolph that ended up being Mitch Trubisky, the jets, the only one we had wrong because of injury, I believe, uh, we both had Zach Wilson, but he got injured in the preseason. So Joe Flacco took that over, um, for the 49ers, I had Tom Brady unretiring and, and moving his way there. Matthew had Jimmy G and of course ended up being Trey Lance, the Seahawks, it's one of the more interesting ones. We both had Drew Locke winning the job over Geno Smith, and it ended up being Geno, and for good reason. Uh, the Colts, I had Jimmy G. Matthew had them trading for Deshaun Watson. Of course, it ended up being Matt Ryan. Falcons, we both had Matt Ryan and ended up being Mariota. Panthers, we both had Sam Darnold and ended up being Baker Mayfield. And then the last one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I had Kyle Trask. Matthew had Teddy Bridgewater. Of course, Tom Brady ended up coming back. So it's, you kind of get the idea of what we're doing. We're essentially trying to guess who the week one starter is for the 2023 NFL season for each NFL team. We're going to go down the list. I'll record the answers and we'll see how accurate we can be. Are you ready for this, Matthew? I am. Awesome. Okay. Um, I think the, the easiest way to do this is to go AFC first, then NFC in the order. I have them listed on my screen in the order kind of of, of the certainty of divisions in my head. So um, we'll just go down the list. Obviously, we'll have uh, a few different names, but a lot of the same. So first for the AFC North, uh, Baltimore Ravens, I have Lamar Jackson. What about you? I also have Lamar. I do not see them moving off of him just yet. Yeah, I think that there was a thought earlier on, but at the very least, I think they franchise tag them if they can't work out a deal. Um, but I, I have a feeling they're going to work out an extension. Yeah, I agree. You just can't move on from him. Right. Especially when you don't have good options. Not that, you know, 
we're criticizing Snoop Huntley, the Pro Bowler Snoop Huntley, but <laughs> he's not a he's not a guy you want starting week in week out for playoff caliber team. Yeah, he just is not Lamar Jackson, even right. even though he is a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Apparently, technically, um, <laughs> uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, of course. I'm assuming you have. Yes, of course. And then the Browns, of course, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they gave up too much to move on so quickly. Even if he was awful, but exactly. I, yeah. I have a feeling we could lock him into next year, even if he's awful this year, just because they have so much invested in him. They just can't let him go, you know? Yeah, we'll see how the year plays out, but I agree on that statement with that statement. And then lastly, the Steelers. I have Kenny Pickett. I also have Kenny. It's interesting to me that we both, I listened to the podcast from last year. We both had the Steelers drafting someone. We didn't name a starter necessarily or a draft pick necessarily. Um, but then we both had Mason Rudolph starting the season. So it's interesting that Kenny Pickett ended up being the guy and ended up taking over. We just had the wrong starter week one. Yep. All right. Moving on to the AFC West. So Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, I have, what about you? I also have Russell. Again, same thing with Deshaun. They just gave up way too much to move on after one year. Uh, contrary to the Deshaun Watson, I feel like if Russell Wilson craps the bed, he might be out this season, even if they have money invested. I've had the feeling Sean Payton's going to start the best quarterback and not put up with the big name, but I don't know. I also agree with that statement. Um, of course, the Chiefs, I have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, the I mean he's the possibly the next Tom Brady. So yeah. Right. I, I, I talked about that last week, believe it or not, that comparison of Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady. And I, I liken it to LeBron versus Michael Jordan in that Michael Jordan had a higher peak in terms of talent, but LeBron's been doing it so long. And I think Tom Brady did it so long and had so much success that Patrick Mahomes might have more talent right now than Tom ever did. But we have to see if it plays out and it, it results in championships and such like Brady did. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it is incredibly difficult to win one Super Bowl, let alone seven. Right. So we'll, we'll see if he ends up does catching up over his the course of his career. All right, here's here's the first, I think, one we're going to have a difference, perhaps, uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. I have Jimmy Garoppolo. I currently have Aaron Rodgers penciled in there. Wow, okay. This will be interesting. Um, I think yes. that I think there's only three teams in the race for Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. It's the Raiders, it's the Jets, and it's the Packers, if they hold on to him. Um, but in this case, I had the Raiders drafting someone with an early pick and then bringing on Jimmy G to start the season, if not finish the season, depending on how well they do. Who knows? Yeah, I do think the Raiders. I do think the Raiders could also draft someone. I I don't know who. I didn't go that that far down my my mock draft list. But I do think that the Aaron Rodgers scenario is a little bit more likely for the Raiders as opposed to the Jets. I don't think that Aaron will allow himself to follow in Favre's footsteps. That's an interesting layer to this, too, is that Favre did exactly that. And I don't know necessarily that Rodgers would leave the Jets after one year, mostly because he's under contract for more than that. But um, Favre only did it because he had to and he wanted to get to Minnesota. If Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets, you have to believe he'd have to be bought in. Otherwise the Jets would be wasting their time trading for him if he plays one year and then retires. Yeah. I mean, ultimately it is a different scenario, but I, I'm not sure that that matters that much to Aaron. Everyone's just going to say, Oh, he went to the Jets just like Favre. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The narratives are clearly a big part for him in his decision-making. Mm-hmm. All right. And then and lastly, the chargers, I have Justin Herbert. Yeah. I also have Justin Herbert. I, I don't know if that one. 
Yeah, right. I don't know if you did this, but I, I have like a, a ranking system the way I did this. I have quarterbacks that are locked in to that slot, like Justin Herbert, Patrick Holmes, either because too much money invested or too much talent. And then I have like a scale down from that, that it seems likely. That's why I put Lamar, that's where I put Lamar Jackson and a few others. And then I have a leaning this way category where they're like, eh, that's probably what they're going to do. And then a shot in the dark, which is what the Raiders are, in my opinion, just it could be one of three or four guys, but who knows? So it's interesting to see that I only have 15 locked ins out of all of them. And we've already covered one, two, three, four, five, six of them just in those two divisions. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact number for how many I had that I actually had to do research on versus the ones that were automatically penciled in. I did look up, I think it was 11 different teams that I was not hundred percent sure or hadn't done too much research on yet. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't do research for the Raiders and Aaron Rodgers just because, you know, I'm from California. I happen to see all the Raiders news all the time pop up. So I didn't necessarily need to do research for that. Right. So I would, I would count that in that category. Okay. So we'll move so I'm on. Probably, I'm, yeah. I'm probably around that 15 mark. Right. It's, well. I think there's potential for a lot of movement. Unlike last year where I think a lot of our wrong answers were victims of situation, you know, where Geno Smith took the job, where Zach Wilson got hurt. I think a lot of them this year are going to be wrong just because we're, speculating on where trades and free agents go you know but yeah it's just so early it's bound to happen yeah we're also recording this significantly earlier we're recording this i'm going to release this after the super bowl we're recording this the day before the super bowl so this is before any free agent whispers really are happening before any trade whispers are happening it's all a mystery at this point so we are recording it earlier so we're probably going to get a few more wrong than we have in previous years but nonetheless we'll see how it goes we will see all right afc east the easy one, I have Josh Allen in Buffalo. I also have Josh Allen. Um, and then for the Dolphins, I have Tua, although I have it as a leaning this way. I'm not too confident, but I'll have him nonetheless. Yeah, I do think he still starts week one, but let's, we'll see how the season ends if he starts next year as well. Right. All right. For the Patriots, I have Mac Jones. I also have Mac Jones. All right. And then for the Jets, I have Aaron Rodgers. For the Jets, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. So we okay, kind of so swapped we, Raiders yeah, and Jets picks. And I think that that's the second most likely option behind Aaron Rodgers is Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, there's three, in my mind, there's three quarterbacks that are out there. There's Rodgers, Carr, and Jimmy G that are like the, a level above the borderline backups, if you'll, if, if, if I'll say. So if the Jets don't get one of those three, it's an like absolute, failure they should sell the team that's the end of that um yeah yeah that sounds like an accurate statement whereas i think in the case of the raiders if they don't get aaron Rodgers, i could easily because they have such an early pick i could easily see them being fine drafting a quarterback you know whereas the jets with the i forget what pick they have 13 or something they're not getting a, a decent quarterback in the draft to make anything of it not unless they pull a ricky williams trade which is not going to happen Right. If, if they did get Jimmy G in that scenario, I, I swear to God, you have the most injured quarterback in the league and his backup in all reality would be Zach Wilson, which means Zach Wilson's going to end up on the field at some point this season. <laughs> which, oh boy. Uh, that's why I like Rodgers for the Jets because they have such a good relationship, but that's besides the point anyway. Yeah. And you know, he's not going to be hurt most likely. Right. right. All right. Moving on to the South. A couple mysteries here. I have, for the Houston Texans, I have them drafting Bryce Young second overall and starting him week one. Uh, I also have Bryce Young penciled in for the Texans. Yeah, I, I think I think the AFC South and the NFC South have the most question marks out of all the divisions, which is interesting. Right, I agree. 
Yeah. Um, with I think Bryce Young's starting, like if he's drafted by the Texans, I think he's guaranteed to start. But the question becomes, is he going to be drafted by the Texans? Because someone could trade up with Chicago and easily snag him first overall, considering he's probably the consensus on a lot of boards. Yeah, I have two rookies penciled in, Bryce Young being the first one that we've mentioned. And between those two rookies, they, yeah, and someone could trade up to number one or somewhere else up there and just, yeah, they could sneak it out. And I don't feel like trying to predict draft day trades. So, right. That's tough for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's almost impossible. All right. Moving on to Indianapolis Colts. I have Jacoby Brissett going back. This is where my second rookie happens to be. I have CJ Stroud. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I know he, the Colts are up there at number four draft pick wise, but like, like we said, someone could trade up to one or three and he could be off the board and they might not want to go with someone like that. But the reason that I have a rookie there is because I think that they are just completely done with the quarterback carousel that they've been running since Philip Rivers was there in 2020. I agree that it's probably the case. I think they're guaranteed to draft the quarterback fourth overall. So I, what I did is I laid out the picks of the quarterbacks who I could imagine them taking before I did the free agents. And so I had them taking Will Levis from Kentucky and then the Raiders taking CJ Stroud. But either way, whichever one they draft, I feel like the Colts are going to sign a veteran and start him. Just, just the impression I get, but I could easily that could be very see. likely as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, I have Trevor Lawrence, of course. Yeah, this one's the most guaranteed out of the AFC South. I also have Trevor. Right. And then the Titans, I still have Ryan Tannehill. I also still have Ryan Tannehill, but considering the situation, it very easily could be someone else. This is one of the sneaky teams I could see trying to make a play on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think it's likely, but they could be one of the higher upsides out there. You would have wished it would have happened last year before they traded AJ Brown away, but nonetheless, I, I I feel like it could be an option. Yeah, the Titans have always been like a dark horse candidate for signing a high value um, veteran, but they don't have a very good uh, cap situation, I believe. I didn't look so, into that, so that, that does make sense. Uh, that, I think it's I the mean, only team I looked into that for, so. <laughs> okay. They, they were rumored back in the whole Peyton Manning sweepstakes. There was a whole thing about him going home instead of going to Denver and, and returning to Tennessee. Like, they've been dancing around that market for years. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. All right, on to the NFC. Let's start with the North again. Uh, for Chicago, I have Justin Fields. Yeah, I also have Justin Fields. I do not see them moving on from him, even though there have been some rumors because they have the number one overall pick. Yeah, I think that would be malpractice. Not that he's shown to be an elite quarterback, but you have a pick invested. And in, unless you're getting a, a top five draft pick or top 10 draft pick, I don't see the point in moving on from him. But you know, you never know with Chicago sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree for sure. All right. For the Detroit lions, I have Jared Goff. Yeah. I have Jared Goff as well. Considering he was supposed to be a stopgap quarterback, the way that he played, they're definitely going to stick with him for, for now. I agree. I think maybe next year or the year after they could look into drafting a rookie, depending on what, how well the roster develops. But yeah, this year, I don't think there's any way in the world they end up taking anybody. All right, for the Green Bay Packers, of course, with Aaron Rodgers, with the Jets, I have Jordan Love. I also have Jordan Love. I debated this one for a while. I, I had Rodgers in that slot for a while, um, but I, I have a feeling they move on after all this. It's going to take him wanting to move on, but I have a feeling they're ready and willing to make that trade. Yeah, I do as well. Considering how it went with Favre, I'm going to use the Favre comparison again. 
right. they seem very eager to move on from him, especially after the way that he handled his retirement, non-retirement, retirement, non-retirement. They just wanted to be done with it and start going with Rodgers. I think they do the same thing with Jordan Love. Yeah, right. Okay, and then the last slot, Minnesota Vikings. I have the Kirk Cousins returning again for some reason. Yeah, I think that's the best way to state it. I also have Kirk Cousins, even though he is Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, they went, they had a 13 and four record, but they overachieved so much this season. There were so many, I think they were like 11 and 0 in one score games, which is absurd. Right. The worst point and, differential in the NFL by like dozens. It's, it's ridiculous. The fact that they were that good for being that bad. Yeah. And they ex- unsurprisingly got absolutely clobbered by the Giants. I expected it to be at least close or closer than it was. You know, I felt like the whole game, even though the, the Vikings technically felt like they had a chance toward the end, it felt like the whole game, the Giants were in control of that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then Arizona Cardinals. I, I mean, Kyler Murray's not going to be ready supposedly from what I've seen. So I have Colt McCoy starting week one. Yes. I also have Colt McCoy there. He is signed through the 2023 season, even though they don't currently have a head coach. I just don't see them doing anything else week one. Right. To bring on another quarterback to start weeks one through whatever until Kyler Murray comes back and then have Colt McCoy as your third stringer, I think would be a lot of money wasted in that position for a team that needs it desperately to spend on other areas. Yeah, I agree. Best way to put it. All right. Los Angeles Rams, despite retirement rumors, I have Matthew Stafford starting there week one. I also have Matthew Stafford there. I mean, he did have a pretty bad injury and I could see wanting to retire because of it, but yeah, I don't think it happens just yet. Right. Agreed. I think he probably still has at least two years left there, uh, there in the NFL, maybe not there with the Rams, who knows, but um, yeah, so I, I agree. Um, with the 49ers, I think this is a two horse race. I have Brock Purdy being healthy and ready to start week one. Yes. With recent reports that he does not need Tommy John surgery. I also have Brock Purdy there. And I had Trey Lance for the longest time in this list, literally until today, I made this list two plus weeks ago. And after he got hurt in that championship game, I was like, well, he's definitely going to be out for week one, but like you said, all signs point to him being back in time and not needing Tommy John. Because if he did, he'd be out most, if not all of next season. Yep. Yep. All right. And then the last slot, the Seattle Seahawks, even though he's a free agent, I have them bringing back Geno Smith. Yeah, he he completely earned it, even though they kind of slumped towards the end of the season, kind of limped into the playoffs. But he, he more than earned the starting job for next season, at least. I agree. And I, I think there's a reality where they have an early pick and they – make a play for an offensive player early on because there's going to be so many quarterbacks drafted that'll really help him and help that offense a little bit more. I don't know who that is, if it's an offensive lineman, or maybe they get an impact pass rusher. I'm not sure, but that early pick will only help Geno Smith. And if they use it on a quarterback, that would just be devastating. I think overall for the team culture because of how well Smith did last year. Yep. All right. Moving on to the, to the NFC East. Um, I have Dak Prescott starting for the Dallas Cowboys week one. I do have Dak as well, even though if he doesn't play well, I do think he will be on the hot seat. I agree. Yeah, he needs to show that he can get a team past the divisional round. Yeah, I agree. And and Cooper Rush, I believe, is signed there for next season. So they have a backup who has shown to be at least be competent um, in that slot. So, he, yeah, he's definitely under pressure. Yeah. Uh, with the Giants, I have, like the Seahawks, I have them bringing back a guy who was good enough last year. I have them 
starting Daniel Jones week one. Yeah, I also have Daniel Jones. I think he wasn't great, but he was good enough to be the quarterback of a team that's not going to have crazy expectations. And then maybe if they start improving down the road and he doesn't take another step up next year, maybe they start making a, a play for a better quarterback. But for now, I could see them re-signing him uh, to a shorter term deal, maybe like two years or something like that to let him prove himself even more. Yeah, I can't state that any better. I agree. They're, the Giants are an interesting team, in my opinion, for when it comes to the the franchise tag, because they have Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. They're free agents and you can only franchise tag one player. So you either have to let one of them walk, which I think they could let Saquon walk if they wanted to franchise Daniel Jones and couldn't work out a deal. Or you got to sign one of them to a short term, you know, two or three year deal and hope for good luck. And that's a tough decision for any GM that nevertheless, a new GM relatively, you know, his last year was his first year with a horrible cap situation. That's, that's a really impact decision for them for their future. Yeah. The safe play is just stick with Daniel and see what happens next year. For right. sure. Get him a few weapons. All right. And then for the Philadelphia Eagles, I have Jalen hurts, of course. Yeah, I also have Jalen Hurts for very obvious reasons. Right. And then lastly, in that division for the Washington Commanders, I have Sam Howell. I also currently have Sam Howell. I, I had this one switch for a long time. I had Derek Carr in this slot for quite a while until the organization basically came out and said, Sam Howell's our starting quarterback without saying it. <laughs> you see the con the comparison between them and the Jets. The Jets, Woody Johnson's at the NFL honors saying, yeah, the weakness in our team was the quarterback. And then meanwhile, <laughs> the commanders are pushing out all the rhetoric in the world that they don't need to go out and get anybody. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's just the that's just the commanders though. And considering that there's new ownership likely on the horizon, not it's not 100 percent sure what's gonna happen. Right. You see, I mean, new owners all the time and not only in football, but in every sport, when they come in, they want to make a big move like the Suns just did for trading for Kevin Durant. Not that we need to talk about that on a third consecutive podcast episode, but, um, <laughs> you know, the new owner comes in, they want to they want to get the fan base over on their side. So maybe the commanders, if they get a new owner in time, which I doubt they do just because of the process, maybe they make a swing for Aaron Rodgers. I don't although the Packers wouldn't trade into the NFC, but. Yeah, I mean, the, the Broncos did that last year with Russell Wilson. Right. And look how well that turned out. Yep. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on the Atlanta Falcons. I have them rolling with Desmond Ritter in week one. I also have Desmond Ritter there, especially with the, uh, the owner's seal of approval from Arthur Blank. Yeah. Right. I agree. Um, Carolina Panthers. I have them bringing back Sam Darnold. I think they draft someone, but I think Sam Darnold starts week one. I also currently have Sam Darnold. It's hard to say whether or not they'll go one way or another. Uh, Frank Reich wasn't exactly definitive with what he said would happen at the quarterback position. So we'll see. Right. He, he definitely intimated that he wanted someone that's not going to be, you know, a, a one and done quarterback or, or, you know, he wanted to secure the position, but with, with their pick being, what is it? Ninth. I don't know that they can get one of those top quarterbacks without trading up. And if they do, I could still see them bringing back Sam Darnold. Cause he played, I mean, he didn't play, he didn't play good by any means, but he played, well enough to be the 32nd best starting quarterback in the NFL. So, you know. Yeah, considering there were, what, 65, 66 starting quarterbacks last year, you know, could be worse. <laughs> right, right, could be worse. Uh, for the Saints, this is one of those mystery teams that I think it, I feel confident about for no, no, not a necessarily good reason, but I have Derek Carr starting for them week one. 
yeah, this is where I have Derek Carr too. Even before all the rumors popped up about him visiting New Orleans and them really wanting him, I had him penciled in here. I just think it's a really good fit, especially with um, Dennis Allen. He was the head coach there for Derek Carr's rookie season. And even though he was fired four games into the season, he <laughs> was the head coach who drafted him. Took the words right out of my mouth. That's what I was going to bring up. I think they, they probably still have a connection in some capacity and it's a perfect fit. I mean, they, they've been looking for security since since Drew Brees left, and I don't think the fan base can tolerate Jameis Winston or Sam or not Sam Darnold or Andy Dalton coming back another year. So they're going to get someone. I think Derek Carr is the guy. Yeah. The other thing is um, Derek Carr has never had anything more than a top 20 defense in the league his entire career, and the Saints are an immediate upgrade there. So depending on how this year plays out, if he does go to the Saints, it'll be pretty definitive as to whether or not the defense really was the issue in Las Vegas, even though I do personally think it is. Right. And then lastly, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have Teddy Bridgewater starting week one. I have Jacoby Brissett. Okay. So yeah, you didn't think... have Teddy Bridgewater at all then? No, I did not have Teddy Bridgewater listed anywhere. Interesting. I also do not have Baker Mayfield listed anywhere. I don't believe you said his name either. No, no. I, I, I have a feeling he is going to stay with LA just because the injury situation with Matthew Stafford and, and, even though he didn't look great, he looked better than he had looked previously under Sean McVay. I think he says, I'll be the backup there and, you know, be the heir apparent if Matthew Stafford ends up hurt. Yeah, that's very possible as well. All right. So that's all 30. We had a, a few differences in there. I think the five that I labeled, yes, the five that I labeled as the uh, shot in the dark quarterbacks, the only one we had the same was was uh, Derek Carr because the, the five were Tampa Bay, uh, Indy, the Jets, the Raiders, and then, of course, the Saints. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that I do a little bit better this year than last year, but, you know, it's the NFL. We will see. Right, and we had every other one the exact same out of those out of those four. So we're, we're pretty close to the same. I think we had more differences last year, maybe around the same. Uh, no, one more difference last year. So... You know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. There's going to be a lot of movement. I'm excited for the offseason. The NFL offseason is one of the more intriguing ones to me just because the the team can look so drastically different. Like if, if a basketball team gets a different point guard year over year, yeah, they make a an improvement, but they're not drastically changing the look of their team. If, if a baseball team gets a new right fielder, I mean, yeah, they improve, but they're not going from the worst team in the league to a borderline playoff team. If a team like the Raiders gets Aaron Rodgers, I think you have to pencil them into a playoff spot, you know? So there's such a movement with quarterbacks in terms of how well a team could do. That's what makes it exciting. Yeah. And not to mention the NFL happens to be the best narrating, generating machine out of all the major sports. Yeah, I'd agree. Basketball is really desperately trying to get in that, in that world <laughs> with all the drama they stir up, but <laughs> The NFL does great at that. And, and the viewers just eat that up. That's what drives the sports, you know, a viewership. I think not only that, but the, the action packed high octane way that football conducts itself. I think it's what makes it the Supreme sport in, in the U S so far. And it's probably not going to be caught in the next 50 years, at least. Yeah. It also happens to have the longest off season. So it just has, everything has time to fester and develop. Exactly. And, and very little opportunities for games. It's not like they have 70, 80 games. So you s need to value every single game. It's what makes them all so much more intriguing. Yep. Not to mention single elimination in the or single game elimination in the playoffs. Right. That too makes it makes it more high stakes.
Well, yep. this has been fun, Matthew. I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast and running through these quarterbacks with me. Uh, Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, we will update. This time I will actually do it. I updated what, a year later now uh, how we did last year. <laughs> After week one, I will make an effort to get it on the podcast to see how well we did uh, because it's more fun when it's live and you can actually see who's missing week one. So I will update that. But uh, yeah, that'll do it for this segment. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation about the NFL QBs. If you're interested, go ahead and write down your own list and we'll compare them later on as the NFL season progresses or the, and the off season progresses, really. We know nothing about the movement so far, so it's really fun to look back and see how many we get right or wrong based on our own feelings, our own guesses. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you enjoyed this content, if you're watching on YouTube, click the like button down below. That'll help suggest this video into the algorithm for more people to get eyes on it. It really, uh, really helps us as a channel. And if you're interested in more of our content, click the subscribe button as well. If you're listening on an audio platform, rate us five stars, tell your friends, head on over to YouTube and, and give us a subscription over there as well. If you're interested in more of our content, you can click the links in the description at lots of thoughts sports on most platforms, except Twitter at, at LOT sports pod. And you can visit our website, lots of to access all the socials, the podcast, the newsletter, the merchandise, pretty much everything. Lots of Thank you very much for watching or listening to this episode of lots of thoughts, a sports podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you.